Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I have heard a lot lately about this migrant crisis, uh, but I haven't really looked into it because we've got so much economic stuff going on, and that's obviously where I like to spend most of my time. But uh, I just watched a video that really blew me away, and I wanted to share some insights that I have because you see this on the news. I just saw a great interview with uh, Brett Weinstein and Tucker Carlson. Uh, I saw this video that I'm going to be showing just clips of here in a moment. But I, I think I've got some very unique insights above and beyond what are shared on these interviews and on these other videos from the standpoint of I'm in Colombia. And a lot of my employees have friends or family members or people that they know that are part of that migrant group or groups that are going through the Darien Gap up to the southern border and then you know, across into the United States. So a lot of the assumptions, I think, that are made on uh, these videos, I can, I can actually confirm or deny because I know what's going on. <laughs> My employees tell me all the time, I know why the majority of these people are going up there. And so well, let's get into this first video here. And then I'll expand on this because first and foremost, I knew how many people were going up there. I knew why they were going up there. I, I get intel on this weekly from my employees who are Colombian and Venezuelan and whatnot. Um, but I, I didn't know the degree to which it's impacting places like New York. Like I had no idea. I, I knew there were a lot of immigrants that were being bussed there and whatnot, but I had no I had a complete in, I had, what's the best way to describe it? I was oblivious, totally oblivious to how big the problem is there. So let's go over to this video and I want to give a huge shout out to, actually, let me do the screen share here to this YouTuber. I, uh, I don't, I don't know this guy. Uh, I know of him though, because he's got 5.62 million subscribers, uh, Obviously, he puts out fantastic content or he wouldn't have that many subscribers. Um, but I watched this video and I started watching it just for the editing, you know, just from a standpoint of a fellow YouTuber. But man, I got sucked in. And this is some of the best reporting I have ever seen, whether it's YouTube, CNN, Fox, mainstream media, Bloomberg, it doesn't matter. They should be watching this kid to learn how proper investigative journalism should be done. And so I'm not going to play the whole thing. You're just the first intro to the video, which Josh, watch how he does this. The editing is absolutely fantastic. But uh, you guys will get the gist of what's going on in New York right now as we speak. If you, uh, you know, if you haven't been following this closely. This is New York City. This isn't South America. This isn't Guatemala. We're better than everyone in the world for a reason. Illegal immigrants. They shouldn't even be here. They should be back where they belong. They keep coming. I don't know what to do. Crime. Great sweatshirts with a black puffer vest. Fighting each other. Yo, yo. Homelessness. 
Yo. They still smoking that cig. That's impressive, I gotta say. And Jews hiding in tunnels? There's inside a bunch of criminals. People from across the world dream of coming to New York to chase the American dream and build a better life for themselves, including... It's more than 110,000 migrants since last spring. Turning New York into the epicenter of this nationwide migration crisis due to New York City's unique right-to-shelter laws that forces the city to provide shelter to anyone who asks for it, even if that means shutting down entire schools to provide shelter for these migrants. Take it off my kids. I hope you. Oh, jeez. Okay, there was talking. We don't believe right to shelter should apply to a humanitarian crisis. The forefathers of that law did not think that one day we were going to talk about 160 something thousand people showing up at our door. What happened? I, I like how the de- Democrats, the Democrats have completely done a 180 here, or a lot of them, at least the ones in, in New York. That they're like, you know, at the beginning of this, they're like, yes, America was a nation that's built on immigrants. Let's let's just bring everybody in. And now they're like, whoa, 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 time out. No, this is not the spirit of the law. Which is it here? Keep going. But with over 90,000 homeless people already on New York streets as the homeless capital of America, what are the long-term consequences of busing this many illegal immigrants into the most expensive and most densely populated major city in America? Where will they end up once the city runs out of resources to help them? How did New Yorkers feel about them being here? And how is the quality of life for the migrants and their families that now live here? I met up with local journalist Leroy at Viral News NYC to understand how this all began. What is this hotel? So this is actually the Row Hotel. It's a migrant hotel that's been here for about 15 months, a little longer. This is where all the migrants come to stay with families and kids. Some people have been here for about a year and a half almost. And you have- Okay, so first of all, uh, what they point out throughout the rest of the video is this is by no means the only hotel or the only building that they have utilized exclusively for this purpose. And what you saw uh, a minute ago in the video was that gal getting extremely upset. You you can't blame her for heaven's sakes because they've literally started to close schools. So all the, the the taxpayers that are sending their kids to the school down the street, they're calling the parents and saying, we're closing the school. So your child can no longer get education or maybe they have to do it via zoom or something like that. And they have to stay home for the next month or two months or whatever it is because we're going to use this junior high school or grade school for, to, to house all these people that are here illegally. So you can see how this is obviously upsetting people. Now, I, I didn't realize that they were doing that, um, nor did I realize how many of these migrants are there. Now, one thing that I have actually told my employees that have friends and family members actually doing this um, I I told them that they need to do the best they can to try to persuade that individual to either not go or come back. And the reason I told them this is I said, they're being sold a bill of goods. They're being sold oceanfront property in Arizona. I said, I, I, and I said, why are they going in the first place? You know, I'm asking all my employees this and they say, oh, well, because they're seeing all of these Instagram videos and all these TikTok videos. And they're basically being 
brainwashed through social media. Now, who is doing the brainwashing? You got me. Who knows? I, I'll let you make your own conclusions there. But the, the fact of the matter is they're being brainwashed that all they have to do is get to the southern border. And not only will they get in, well, we know that's true. But once they get to the United States, they're going to be rich. They're going to be rich. And you've got to remember that these individuals, for the most part, at least the ones that I know that are either have gone or in the process of going, are, are, are great people, but they're very unsophisticated. So they see like the average wage in the United States, let's just say it's uh, $3,000 a month or something like that, or $4,000 a month, and their heads explode. They can't even fathom that much money. But what they don't understand is that $4,000 in the United States is less than $1,000 here in Medellin as far as your purchasing power. And this is another thing that I didn't really think about, which uh, this Tyler kid outlines beautifully in this video, is that let's just assume for a moment that these immigrants do get work permits, which right now they don't. And let's also remember that if they were homeless here, and this is one thing I was trying to tell my employees to try to uh, convey to their friends and family members or these other people that they know that are making this trip, I said, listen, what are you going to do for work? You don't speak English or your family, you know, you've got to tell your family members this and you don't understand the weather in the United States. That's something that just, they, they completely don't get because the weather here in Columbia for the most part is, is very, very mild. I mean, you guys know that from probably hearing my backstory and that Medellin is the Valley of Eternal Spring. The weather never changes. The lowest temperature that you'll ever see here is around 60 degrees. And the highest is maybe 80, 85, something like that. So this person has, and, and if you've been here your entire life, you have no idea what it's like to be in zero degree weather. You, you, you've never seen the snow, for heaven's sakes. So to say that they're ill-prepared is <laughs> the biggest understatement in human history. Even if they were homeless here in Medellin, they would be way better off way better off than the situation that these immigrants find themselves in New York City right now. Just going from soup kitchen to soup kitchen and just trying not to freeze to death with hypothermia. And then this kid points out another thing that I, I didn't really think through. It's like, okay, well, what's happening to the homeless population that currently exists? The, the Americans in New York City. Because all the homeless shelters are now occupied by the people that are there illegally. You know, all they even go and interview people at um, at food banks, I guess, or, or uh, I forgot what the specific term is, but uh, these soup kitchens, and they're being completely overwhelmed, so they don't have the resources to give to the actual American homeless people that are there, and therefore these American homeless peoples, uh, they can't go to these homeless shelters, so they're just having to occupy like the subway stations. And it's getting so bad in New York. And, and for those of you who haven't followed this story, maybe you live, I'm sure you live probably somewhere else. I, I don't know that you understand the gravity of the situation. I sure as hell didn't. And that's why I'd highly recommend watching this video. But what they have actually done is they have taken out all of the benches. Like I remember when I used to go to New York, uh, you'd see benches on the side, you know, people waiting for a taxi or something like that. They've taken out all the benches. 
And the benches that they have left, they've put in these, what are effectively spikes every foot or so. So you can't lay down on them. And it's, it's like setting up those, uh, those uh, wire things on the top of a fence or the top of your roof to keep the pigeons away. They're, they're, they're doing that with homeless people. Now, because this has become such a massive, massive problem. But here's the catch. One thing that Tyler uh, went over and uh, through parts of this video is he kept asking people why they were here. And of course, every single one of them says, well, I'm seeking asylum. I'm seeking asylum. I'm seeking asylum. Look, all I have is anecdotal evidence from probably, I don't know, maybe 20 people that are making this trip. But zero people are going there for political asylum. And I know it's this narrative in the United States that everyone is fleeing Venezuela because of hyperinflation. And, you know, it is true that that economy got completely destroyed by those government policies. But you might not know this, but it's actually getting better. Now, I'm not saying it's great, but it has turned a corner to the point where a lot of the Venezuelans that fled and came here to Medellin and Colombia are going back. How do I know this? Well, Number one, my employees tell me, because a lot of them are Venezuelan, but my my maid is a perfect example of this. Uh, she was working for me for a long period of time. She went back over the holidays and she called, said she loved the job, but she wants to stay in Venezuela because she found a good job. There's more opportunity there now. And um, it's home at the end of the day. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So, you know, are there people that are are fleeing for uh, all these? Sure, sure, sure. But the main reason they're fleeing is because they're being duped by people on social media that life is going to be way better in the United States when the reality of the situation is that life most likely would have been better for them in Colombia or or maybe even better for them in Venezuela. In fact, he, uh, this Tyler kid, interviews uh, a few guys from Africa, uh, Senegal, I believe. And, you know, they're sitting there. These guys have never seen snow. They, they don't know what is going on. And they're sitting there literally freezing to death. And they, they say, hey, we didn't know it was like this. There's no way we would have come because our life was way better back in Africa than it was here. And that's why I really feel sorry for these people because they've been, they've been sold this BS They've been sold this fantasy, this dream that is completely untrue. And for, I would argue, 99% of these people, they had it better off 
where they fled from. But my original point was all these people are saying asylum, asylum, or seeking political asylum. And I, I, don't, I haven't followed this, but I'm sure that a lot of the people on the left are regurgitating this narrative. And I can tell you definitively that is completely untrue. That is absolute nonsense, at least using the 20 people. And also, too, if you watch that video with Brett Weinstein and uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, Brett was actually at the Darien Gap. He, he was interviewing people there that were in these camps. He went down there with Chris Martinson, good buddy of mine. And he uh, said the exact same thing. He's like, look, these people are not seeking asylum. They're, they're, they're seeking economic asylum. The reason that's a huge difference is because the, uh, the way the laws are set up and the way that the Biden administration is leveraging these laws, the way I understand it, is they are allowing people to come into the United States for political asylum, but yet none of them are. They're just saying that, and they're like, oh, okay, and we're just supposed to believe them. And that's why when this Tyler kid goes and uh, asks people, you know, a few of them say economic op opportunity, but then they're like, uh, 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 political asylum, yeah, asylum. You know that they have been told through their friends or family members or social media that, hey, this is what you have to say. In order to get in, once you get in, make sure you continue to reiterate that you are here for political asylum or else you risk going back. You see, so the fact that, and I don't know if they're doing this, but I would imagine that MSNBC and CNN and whatnot are coming out and saying that, oh, yes, all of these people are here because they're fleeing the Venezuelan government or they're fleeing uh, Colombia or something like that, you know, because they're being uh, persecuted there. You, you, I can tell you with as much certainty as I can possibly have, that is nonsense. That is complete BS. And, and uh, another way that I prove that is I, I, I'm here in Colombia every single day. And I can tell you that uh, there, there's no, they're not fleeing the government here. The government's not, <laughs> it's just nonsense. That's something that a lot of Americans think because, and these are your typical Americans uh, that don't even have a passport, you know, that they think that if they just step out of the side of the United States, they step one foot over that imaginary line called a border that they're going to immediately get kidnapped. That, that's the type of low IQ narrative that you get from the majority of Americans because they, they've never even stepped foot outside the United States. So they think they're duped into believing that, yes, all these people are fleeing Colombia because it's just so horrendous here or they're fleeing Venezuela. It is true that it's worse, but is it as bad as New York City? Not for them. Not for them. And then you, uh, you know, like the AOC types are coming out and saying, well, all we have to do is give these people work permits. Really? Really? Because what this Tyler kid does, and this is absolutely genius. Uh, let me see if I can go to that part. You guys would love this. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Because this just, he makes such a good point here. What he does is he goes and looks at an apartment. Oh, here it is. You guys are going to, this is going to completely blow your mind. This is going to absolutely blow your mind. Not just how much this apartment is, but that anyone would even want to live in New York. Like, why? what would, even if you're an American, what on earth would possess you to just punish yourself to, to live like what is basically a prisoner? Check this out. If you're a business owner, ah. then animated explainer videos are the best way to capture attention. Get more...
apartments and migrants everywhere, you might be wondering how much it costs to live in one of the tiniest apartments in the wonderful Manhattan. Give me a tour. This is it. <laughs> Welcome. Here's your tour. We have the fridge, we have the microwave, we have the, the full bathroom. We had no toilet. Yeah, so there's shared toilets on every single floor. We'll check those out shortly. Shit, did you hear him? Shared toilets on each floor. Shared toilets. That is your whole apartment right there. That is literally the size of my closet. You do have some, you know, medicine cabinets, yeah. piece, some storage. Yeah, there's definitely units with better views in the building. Some of them do face the street. Budgets are just becoming cheaper while prices are going up. It's, it's really a problem. And 1100 bucks out here in New York for this. This is crazy. Well, and if you didn't hear him, $1,100 a month for that. $1,100 a month for that. And it doesn't even have a bathroom. 1100 bucks can get you 60 square feet here. And with studio rentals averaging $3,500, you might be wondering where all these hopeful migrants are going to live in such an expensive, already densely populated city. Perhaps the more affordable project. So there you go. And this is a great point. So let's just assume for a moment that AOC gets all these people work permits. They don't speak English, for heaven's sakes. So just let's assume that they have a wife or a kid or something like that. Obviously, they can't live in 60 square feet. So let's just assume for a moment that they have to spend $2,000 a month in rent. Even in New York City, what job are these people going to be able to find where they'll even where they could even afford $2,000 a month in rent? So then you say, okay, well, they'll just get one of these $1,100 and they'll just pack like 10 people in there. Okay. But again, your life is way better off in Medellin, way better. You see, so my point is giving them a work permit doesn't solve anything. They're still going to be homeless. They're still likely going to occupy these hotels, occupy these schools, and really force out all the American homeless people that need just as much help as they do. And remember, they're not, they're not, they're not. No matter what you hear in the mainstream media, and this, this is, again, the insights that I wanted to give you guys, because I think you're, I know a lot of you don't watch CNN and MSNBC and whatnot, but I think you could be extremely misled, right? Because I watch some of these people that are being interviewed here, some of the Americans, that you can tell they're kind of left-leaning because they're more receptive or they're trying to make excuses for this huge problem and trying to say that it's, you know, really uh, not that big of a deal, and every single one of them reference, well, they're here for political asylum. They're here for political asylum. They're here. No, 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 no. They're not. Their, their government isn't chasing them. Their government isn't uh, you know, punishing them in any way. They're just here because they have watched TikTok videos and they have seen on social media and they have been lied to. That the, it, all they have to do is get across the border and all of a sudden they're going to be rich. That's the lie. You know what is amazing is, and this really hits the nail on the head. I was, I sh shared this video yesterday with a guy, a Venezuelan guy that works for me. And he knows uh, another family that's Venezuelan that uh, where the daughter has made this trip. 
uh, or actually, I think this in this case, it was the son. I apologize. And he told me this story specifically. I mean, he knows tons of people like this. But this one uh, in particular, I think they went to New Jersey or, or New York or something like that. And he said that the person, the son that went up there, you know, having these dreams, just thinking he's going to be rich as soon as he gets there, not speaking a word of English, got there and, of course, is now homeless. And he is so broke that his mother in Venezuela is having to send him money. We always hear about the, the Mexicans and whatnot going into the United States and sending back all the money that they make to their, you know, their poor, poor relatives in this third world country. This migrant crisis is so bad, that, and these people are so destitute, that now all the people from the third world countries are sending them money. <laughs> That's how ridiculous this has gotten. All right, guys, crazy stuff. I want to share with you those insights because I think it's very relevant to what's happening to make sure that you can see through the mainstream media's BS on this one. Uh, as always, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.